God is working in this church. He's performing his will. He is changing, exchanging lives. He is healing people in their bodies. How many of you remember Grace Pearson from England? Yeah? You remember she was really ill in hospital with a vascular malformation? Well, she's on her way back to South Korea. God has healed her. That's a miracle. It really is. It's a miracle of God. And, and you may think, well, I've been praying for ingrowing two nails for ten years and God hasn't healed me yet. What's the difference? I don't know the answer to that. But this I do know. Don't give up. Take God at his word. We, we sat in a hospital ward, Pastor Joe and myself and Grace and her family and the, the surgeon, the top surgeon, neurosurgeon stood at, at her bed and it was decision time. He was, it was Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning and Saturday he was going on vacation. And he was willing to do surgery that night. And he stood this close to Grace and said, so what are you going to do? And she said, I'm not going to have surgery. I'm believing God. It was in her heart. And so he said, well, we can make notes and we can send them to your doctors in England. And she looked him in the eye and said, I'm not having surgery in England either. God had spoken to her heart. We, we laid, we knelt on the hospital ward floor, <clears throat> crying out to God that he would speak, that he would give his word. And God spoke to her heart. And that's how she could look respectfully into the eyes of that man and say, no surgery. God is doing it. She has seen two or three specialists in England. And <laughs> they have all said surgery would have been the worst thing that she could have had. It could have been extremely dangerous. You see how God speaks God knows what he's talking about. And that, that sickness in her brain has been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. God is at work. And he, he's at work in our midst. He's at work in this church. Not just miracles of healing. What is it that you cannot fix?
You know the answer to that. Maybe a weakness in my flesh, a habit I can't break, a, a unwillingness to submit to God and his leadership. An addiction. What is it? Trust God. First of all, listen to what God says. And trust him. His word will never fail. Never. It cannot. Pastor Jenny said that the young God is going to work through the young ones. And yes, he is. Now, this is really important. Us older ones are not allowed to just stand back and watch. No, cannot do it. It's not a generational thing. What is our role? Train them. Lead by example. That's, that's the way God has ordered our growth naturally and spiritually. Let our lives be living examples that the children in our church, in our families, in our communities, look at us and see how God works. God would not want us 
just to sit back and say, go on kids, you do it. It's wrong. It's wrong. You read the Old Testament especially. God spoke through Moses and said, do these things so that when your children ask you, you can say, you can remind them. It, it is our responsibility to lead, to model, to give examples in everything by prayer, by obedience to God's word, allowing God to work in our hearts. Serving God, submitting to God and his leaders. Those are ways in which we can equip the children, the younger generation. Why? Because God has designed it that they look to us. They follow that example. Now, where there are no examples, then of course, God makes provision. But our responsibility is so great that we commit ourselves to obeying God and enabling the next generation to rise in God's power and obey Him and serve Him and follow Him. Can you hear that this evening? Amen. So let us pray for these things all the time. All the time. That God works his will through us as we listen to him. As we obey him. There's, there is no shortcut. We must listen to God and obey him. Amen? God is moving, that's for sure. God is speaking to our hearts. God is causing us to rise up and to be all that he needs us to be here on this earth. And, and I would encourage every heart tonight, don't let little things distract you. Don't let big things distract you. But so often, the enemy comes in with little things and he wants to hijack, hijack what God is doing with upsetnesses, disagreements, arguments, I don't like that person. Don't let those things come in. 
Keep the door shut. Keep the door shut. Remember those, those scissors we talked about in service? In terms of relationship, you don't let anything come in to, to break that relationship. You don't let it in there. You, you cut it out. Be, be, be mindful of these things. Now, I was uh, just reading from uh, Deuteronomy. And you'll remember all of this year, God has been speaking to us about entering into the land of promise. Those things that God has promised for his people. And before his people entered into Canaan, the land of promise, before they came across uh, Jordan, before they came to Jericho, God spoke to his people these words. I'm reading from Genesis, uh, sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 8. And uh, verse 7. And I believe that the Lord would speak these words to us this evening. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A good land. God is good. Everything God does is good. Everything God allows in our lives is good for us. Didn't hear many amens then. <laughs> it's true. He is bringing you into a good land. Good does not just mean easy. It does not mean no work. It does not mean no challenges. It does not mean we can do whatever we want to do. But he's bringing us into a land that is good for us. A land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs... Rivers of life that flow out of the valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, olive oil and honey. Sorry, no McDonald's. Ah. <laughs> no kimchi. <laughs> no bibimbap. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity in which you will lack nothing. If we allow God to lead us, if we follow him, wherever he leads us, we will never, ever lack. Sometimes people will say to us, I think God may be calling us to do this. But if I do that, that means I don't have enough income. 
It's a land where there is no lack. If God has said to you, do it, he will make provision. It may not just be handed to you like that. You may have to trust God. Believe God that he provides in new ways. But you will never ever experience lack. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. And this is where I believe the Holy Spirit just wants us to think and pray a little bit this evening. When you have eaten, when you have tasted God's provision, when you have experienced the goodness of God, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes, when, which I commanded you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, when you have come into all that God has prepared for you. For some people it might be it might be that they have achieved something God told them to do. Maybe they have come into an, an area of Ministry, for example. Maybe God is beginning to work through through you. God has blessed the work of your hands. He says, when these things start to happen, don't forget the Lord your God. Don't forget his commandments. Don't start to live in a relaxed way. But keep obeying God. Keep obeying his judgments, his statutes. And when your herds, verse 13, and your flocks multiply, or your children multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out, of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty lands where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rock who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gained this wealth. Uh -uh. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers 
and it is this day. I, I believe with all my heart that we are in this time where God is bringing good things into our lives. Those good things are his will. They're, they're, they are not earthly pleasures. They're not earthly pleasures. God is not talking about making us rich, about giving us fine houses and expensive cars. That is not our promised land. That is not our promised land. Those things one day will be destroyed because they're worthless. So please don't chase them. The things of this world, don't chase them. But rather pursue the things of God's kingdom. Where God's will and his rule happen. Believe God for miracles. Believe God for souls to be saved. Believe God for young ones to be raised as young warriors of faith. Believe for churches to grow in strength and in number. Believe for the nations to be saved. For, for people who have never heard about Jesus to hear about him. Believe for these things. Seek first what? The kingdom of God. Those things that we've just mentioned. Seek first for those things. But the warning is this. When those things start to happen, don't forget it's God that's doing it. It is so easy to become prideful. And to think, look what I have done. I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher of children in the children's ministry. And all of these children are becoming warriors of faith in Christ. It is so easy to say, look what we have done. No, no, no. Look what God has done. You pray for somebody, you lay hands on them, and God heals them. Who did it? God did it. God calls you to be a missionary and you preach Jesus to unreached peoples and churches are established. Who is doing it? God. God is doing it. And I believe that God would speak to us today. Expect great things and at the same time Remember that God is doing it. Thank you, God. You healed grace. You healed that person of cancer. You raised that 11-year-old and you brought them through that difficult time at school. You've put in their heart a desire to witness for you. You broke that person free from an addiction. You changed their living habits. You brought that wayward husband 
to God. You caused. And so you start and you continue to give glory to God for what he is doing. Why, why would God speak to us about this? Because it's when we become prideful in our hearts. That's sin. And that is what separates us from God. You read through the Bible and you'll find that there are people who do say, look what we've done. And God says, that's a prideful heart. The New Testament says this, that God not only doesn't work with prideful people, it actually says that God resists the prideful. Resists. Pride will also say, I don't think God could ever use me. Pride says, I know better. I know better than they do. That's pride. Pride doesn't just say, oh, look what I've done. Look what I've achieved. Pride says, I, I don't think God, God could do that. You read God's word and, and the Bible says, the Bible says that God heals all our diseases and you say, I don't think God heals today. So, you know better than God. Is that right? That's pride. And the Bible says God resists those. But he gives grace to the humble. Humility is simply a person who obeys God. You don't have to be ever so small and keep ever so much in the back. Humility is simply obeying what God has said. And God says, when you have a humble and a contrite heart, that's where my grace is. That's where my grace is. Can you hear these things this evening? God is really speaking to us strongly because he wants to bring his purposes into our lives, through our lives, into this church, into the places where we work, our homes, where we live. So let's always remember that what God has said he will do. He will do it. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. He said, let faith arise. Oh, that's not for me. I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. You don't have to be. Let faith arise. Jairus, his daughter was dying. He went to Jesus. And his servant came and said, don't trouble the master anymore because your daughter has just died. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just believe. Let faith arise. A centurion came to Jesus whose servant was sick. And faith rose up in him. He said, you don't even have to come to my house. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. The disciples were sitting in a boat. 
and they saw what they thought was a ghost walking on the water. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, it's me. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come to you. Let faith arise. And Jesus said, come, Peter. And Peter got up out of the boat. And he stepped onto water. And he started to walk. That's impossible, Patrick. But faith arose. Faith arose. Faith looks into the eyeballs of impossibility and says, God can do it. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Oh, faith-filled people can be arrogant people. No, they can't. It's not faith. Just hear what God says. Believe it and do it. I said, let faith arise. What is it that God's speaking to us about? That God wants us to pray into being. That God wants us to do. That God wants us to be involved in. What is it that God wants us to let go of? That we have held on to for so long because it's like a little comfort blanket. You understand that? You understand what a comfort blanket is? Kaya has one. It helps her go to sleep. It makes her feel comfortable. And sometimes we hold on to things because it makes us feel comfortable. I have one right here. (laughs) Here's my little comfort blanket. I feel much better now, thank you. And what is this? Oh, I'm so sad. I've been treated so mean. People have been so nasty to me. Please feel sorry for me. Oh, thank you. That feels so much better. No, that's a lie. Get rid of that. Did you like it? (laughs) No. Can you hear what I'm saying? Let's pray. Let's get before God. Let's hear God's voice. Let's just take a few moments. Let's look into the kingdom of heaven. Let's see what